It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Welcome on in to a brand new edition of the Counterpoint Podcast on Go Birds Radio. Yep, still sounds awkward. Go Birds, as we've all talked about here on the Counterpoint Podcast. You know, it just makes us feel awkward when people say Go Birds out in public. Um, I feel like John Barchard, once again, did not take the consideration of the trust tree and the base of the Trump trust tree uh, into account when they came up with the name Go Birds because, as we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, Getting a Go Birds in public is very awkward because if you listen to the Cowboy Podcast, you know that that person that you're interacting with is not nearly as big of an Eagles fan as you are. So it's just awkward. And the fact that Barchard did this again um, shows truly just how much of a snake he is. He is Snake Barchard. Just all a bunch of snakes over here. That's all we're doing is just snaking around, slithering, <laughs> very snaky. Um, we, will, we will have John on the show a little bit later to uh, discuss him. Uh, continuing to just suppress and not thinking about the Counterpoint podcast uh, and the importance of said podcast. But, of course, on this episode, episode 45 of the Counterpoint podcast. Now, I don't have to restart this. Like it's This is episode 45. 
Okay. I'm not restarting at number one. You know, it's going to be episode 45 because this is my podcast. So I can do what I want. Um, it is the Rick Lovato episode. Rick Lovato, the, the world champion. He is. And I just remember when people were freaking out last year, like, they got rid of John Duren, boss. How? Who? Who else can possibly snap the ball to the kicker or punter? Yeah, I think they did okay. There was actual conversation. Like, did the Eagles make a mistake bringing in a different long snapper? But uh, they did not, and they won the Super Bowl, which people do forget about. So, on the episode today, we have Jack's headlines. Of course, there's been a lot that has happened in the last two weeks. Um, Eagles related. The training camp started. Freaking amazing seeing everyone back out there and. In pads, and it's just Carson. Oh, it's just, it's so nice having them back in our lives. It's just, it's just, there's nothing better. I, I, mm, mm, I love it. I'm so happy. Uh, we will talk to the snake himself, John Barchard. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we'll have the counterpoint mailbag, which you can always email at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. Um, all right. So, Jack's headlines. So, while we were away, or while I was away and not doing this podcast, on the last podcast, we talked about how, you know, how is Carson going to respond to being laid? Uh, is it is it going to be pent up aggression? Is it going to be like, is it going to be just, you know, release? And he's going to be even more fluid out there? Or is now he distracted? Because it can only go one of two ways. And him answering the, <laughs> the question about his honeymoon and then getting all red in the face and saying in the... In the fitness center, was just it was even more reason to love Carson Wentz, and it, it qualmed some of my fears because, you know, he was embarrassed. His face got all red. Like his his his, his face was almost more red than his hair, and the fact that he's that concerned about how people are thinking about it, I'm not concerned about Carson's off the field problems now. His major off the field problems. Carson is locked in. Uh, now he hasn't practiced in a while, and they keep on insisting that it's not a setback. And and I'm gonna keep believing you, Doug. That is not a setback. Um, but you're starting to scare me. There was a setback, so so you know maybe just let him go do one thing on eleven on elevens, and then get him out of there or something. Just you know qualm some of our fears. Anyway, um, the Cowboys continuing to be well. The Cowboys they showed a video of Carson to show Dak just how to play the quarterback position. They were using Carson Wentz film to show their quarterback what he should be doing. Like, I just feel like the Cowboys are so self-unaware at almost all times. So you have them showing that video. You have the tweet um, from after the Eagles won the Super Bowl about how how can the Cowboys emulate the Eagles' success and all this stuff. And it's just like, how is that supposed to make your fans feel that that the 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 team that they get that, that your fans get more into it with your Cowboys Twitter account is tweeting out about how great the Eagles are. They're so self unaware. And then just the, the cherry on top is the NFL network report <laughs> that Dak Prescott in all of training camp hasn't thrown a single touchdown. He's the new, he's the new check down Charlie. He's the new check down Charlie. I can't believe it. I can't believe after all of those arguments, all of those Twitter arguments about how Dak Prescott's better than Carson Wentz, this guy, this guy might be playing for for his job this season, legitimately so. He might be playing for his job this season because he, he might he he might be actually a trash quarterback, which I didn't think he was a trash quarterback, but like he might actually be trash. Like he might not be able to push the ball down the field at all. 
And I just find that freaking hilarious. So you keep doing you. You keep doing you down there in Dallas. They 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 have their heads on straight. I really like it. Um, another thing I saw, another thing I saw, and this is gonna this this hurts to say because I am the Eagles fans are, and once again, um, the couple that had a baby gender reveal with the Philly special, um, they did not ask permission. Like just blatantly a slap in the face of the Counterpoint podcast. Uh, they didn't ask permission if they could perform the Philly special when they were releasing or the the gender of their baby. And that's just blatant disrespect. So um, I, I'm here to announce that I am out on the Philly special and all Philly special related things. I will no longer be doing the Philly special at my wedding. It has become too tacky, too worn down. I will address the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I will work it in a, in a more creative manner than the Philly special, but I'm coming out and stating that all Philly special related celebrations are fucking dead and banned from the Counterpoint podcast. That was serious. That got that got serious real quick. I don't I don't like being serious on this podcast, but the Philly special is dead. Now that is not saying that I am disregarding my love for the Philly special. Okay, I don't want to get all hate mail about how. I hate the Philly special and I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I will watch the Philly special every time it's on and shed a single tear. I'm just saying the celebrations now are just tacky and they're done by fucking fakes, man. They are done by fakes and I can't, I just can't take it. They killed it. The fakes have killed it once again. Anyway, uh, Bearded Howie. So listen, we, we've, we've talked about the stages of Howie's. He, he came back from the dead as a vest guy. All of a sudden started making genius moves. Turned into a vest guy. Then Cocky Howie came out with said vest. And now, now we've got Bearded Howie. And Bearded Howie's a dangerous animal because, to me, my version of Bearded Howie has been up in the woods in the Poconos, locked in a room, hasn't left for a couple weeks because you know he struggles growing a beard. Like, Howie can't just roll out of bed with a 5 o'clock shower. Like, a Howie beard takes at least a month to start showing some signs of fruition. And just in my version of Howie Roseman, he's been locked in a bunker up in the Poconos, hasn't left until he's going to figure out a way to trade Nick Foles for a first-round pick. So now now the rest of the league is on the hot seat because Nick Foles will be traded for a first-round pick before the season started. There's no doubt in my mind. And it's it's strictly because Howie is is bearded now because you know he's been locked in a bunker figuring this shit out. Bearded Howie is a is a different animal. It's if now if he, now now he hasn't done this yet, or at least I haven't seen it yet. But the day that he puts a vest on with the beard, Nick Foles will be traded within 24 hours because it's just game over at that point. It's just it's just absolute game over. And congratulations, first off, and I'm so happy because Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson, the 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 two best cocky people. In Philadelphia, we'll be here through 2022. And when that came across my timeline yesterday, I let out a little shriek. I was very happy. A little shriek. Like, yes. I'm so happy. They're going nowhere until 2022 and for the rest of our lives. You heard it here first. You heard it here first on the counter of my podcast. How Rosen and Doug Peterson are never leaving the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's a fact. Now, now go get Joe Douglas and keep him around forever. Because Joe, Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman. It might, it might be the best one-two punch since since Shaq and Kobe. 
dead serious that are unstoppable. Uh, other things. 40 fucking thousand Eagles fans at the link yesterday, which is just, it's just every time I, I can, I think I'm blown away by Eagles fans. I just get more blown away. I get, I get more blown away. I really do. There's two hours of Eagles chance yesterday. The Foles chance. It sounded like a, it sounded like a playoff game it, for, for a freaking open practice. It's an open practice. And, and we're getting this like, it's just, there's not. And then out of Doc's Doc's speech, which, like, Do- Brian Dawkins, just when he thought the spotlight was turning towards the now Eagles, Doc just reels us all back in and reminds us who the real GOAT is. Uh, and really, like, that dude saved lives on, on Saturday. Like, th- the fact that Brian Dawkins went through that stuff is is incredible. And just the fact that he was, like, planning it out and stuff, I will never, like, we are forever indebted to Brian Dawkins. Like, uh, what like just an un he is an unbelievable guy just an unbelievable guy and I like when he went when he when he goes and how about those Eagles fans I chills all up and down because then because the Eagles fans responded like you I don't think they're I think Carson is going to end up being you know one of the most popular Eagles of all time I just don't think anyone's ever gonna trump Brian Dawkins I I just don't think it's possible. Like Brian Dawkins will forever be number one. I don't think it's I don't think it's ever gonna be that close. Just like with Utley. Like I don't think anyone's really gonna surpass Utley. I don't think anyone's gonna surpass Doc. I re- I really don't think that. So uh, just like a, another banner weekend for Eagles fo- fans. And you know, for all those years, our our entire lives, like you know, uh, so snowballs of Santa Claus. Ever since ever since the draft in Philadelphia last year, I guess that's is it two years? No, nah, it's, it's, it was last year. Uh, whatever. Um, ever since that, like Eagles fans have just been on a roll from not losing a home game to the skull chance to taking over Minnesota to to the, the, the Hall of Fame induction to the open practice. Like it's just been a, a banner a, going to Dallas last year, obviously, at the, at the draft. So like just a banner, a banner year for Eagles fans. Um, it, I don't know if it's ever been better for Eagles fans. And I think, I think they're changing the national perception of like, we are changing how the rest of the nation views Eagles fans. I think that's very important because I, the narratives have always been ridiculous and, um, I'm, I, I, it feels like they're going away. So, um, really just continuously proud to be an Eagles fan. It's just, no one's better. And finally, on the day that the Browns have, uh, traded Corey Coleman, um, I just want to bring back this tweet from our, our good friend, Matt Lombardo, who is banned from the podcast. Um, just, just, just throwing this one back out there from April 20th, 2016. Unless Howie Roseman, oh no, sorry, I have to, I have to research. Unless Carson Wentz is Joe Montana, Howie Roseman just got fleeced by the Cleveland Browns. Hashtag NFL. Good take, Lombo. Stay hot, kid. Hope you're liking New York. So I'm uh, sitting here with a real live snake, snake barcher as we call him now, around <laughs> around these around these parts of Go Birds Radio. Wow, this uh, this interview started out great. <laughs> Listen, man, snakes a snake, a snake a snake. So thanks, Jack. So here, so you know we have a new name here at the with, we do? with, with Go Birds, we and do. I just want to know, you know, for a long time the suppression of the Counterpoint podcast was it was a joke, and I wasn't being serious. Yeah. 
But I think it's time to be dead serious because it just it just clearly shows that given the name of the new podcast that a you never listen to the podcast. Well, that's not true. I just forgot you only mentioned about the uh, uncomfortableness of of go birds in uh in your life, and it was just for one episode. Well, it was one episode, but other people have chimed in in the counterpoint mailbag and have said I too feel awkward when someone says go birds to me in public so now you're creating this mass hysteria when we're out and someone says go birds they're not going to know if you're talking about the podcast if they're talking about the actual Philly Eagle Philadelphia Eagles team well it's not here's the thing it's not just go birds it's the go birds pod yeah, but so it's not like I'm trying to uh and we're not trying to make anybody feel uncomfortable that was just kind of like what would you have named it not I would I would I would have thought about the people on the podcast and the, the, you did not think about me or the members of the trust tree when you came up with the name Go Birds and I just I think you should apologize. I will never apologize. Okay. That's uh, evident. But I will apologize to the trust treeers that have made them that it, it it feels like that they have been lost in the shuffle here. <laughs> I assure you. You have not been lost in the shuffle here, and um, whatever we can do to make you a little more comfortable uh-huh. with Go Birds. GBs? Uh, with GBs. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> you can you can say, for the first month, Until I we get used to it. say, welcome in to the Counterpoint Podcast. I am Jack Fritz, episode number 46, 47, 48, 49. Well, 46 is coming in two months from now, <laughs> <laughs> given my given my recent schedules. And that's not that's not suppression. I don't think that's just that's just the Phillies are on a playoff run, and uh, Fritz I, is going to be here for a while. I can't focus on anything but the Phillies <laughs> at the moment. So, but I'm very happy. I, I would say that, and then just like uh, on the GBs. <laughs> Podcast network because I don't want to just throw it on on yeah, the trust. Yeah, tree. let's just ease into it. I know this is. Uh, it, can I just say to everybody too that as much as you feel uncomfortable with Go Birds, I felt uncomfortable for four weeks now about literally everything. So mm-hmm. uh, I just I I know it's been hard on everybody, and uh, especially when there's. There's not a lot of details, and to be honest with you, we really cannot share the details involved in a lot of this stuff. Uh, I would just advise everybody to stay with, you know, Jack has built an amazing trust tree here. I think everyone needs to stay in it, and you can keep me in line. That's part of being, you know, part part of the CounterPoint family. And in the trust tree. And in the trust tree. The trust tree is still the trust tree. It is. Absolutely nothing has changed. Uh, except for now we have a name that everyone in the trust tree and the <laughs> top how am I the see I've been thinking about this for a while okay when I'm thinking about the trust tree am I like the top of the trust tree or am I the stump you're the whole thing well no because everyone is, has branches like the, the trust tree there's me but am I the am I the stump or am I, should I refer to myself as a stump or the top of the tree here's what I think I think you you are the entire roots Underneath the tree, okay, holding it together, along with the stump, and then once you get to the branches, you're just renting clubhouse space for everybody to come in. Right, you're like, oh, welcome to the trust tree. You have, uh, you have room T one hundred one, T one hundred two. It's almost like a trust tree hotel. Okay, if you can, and you are the structure that holds it all together. You make sure that no one blows out of it. That they they just keep continuing on and. Your roots and your branches have to become stronger and stronger. So, like, who is in the first level of the trust tree? You know, can you identify any of the the first? Who are who, you? Don't have to have an answer now, but those 
will have to become stronger as well. Right. So the, the tree just keeps getting stronger and stronger as it gets bigger and bigger. Now, I think there were some members of the trust tree that have jumped off the trust tree okay. once things got a little tough, so they yeah. will not be allowed back into the trust tree, which disappoints me because I thought the trust tree was a, a tough place full of tough-minded individuals, but same. it's, it's just, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But the, I understand. The, I, know, I know who the, the trust tree lower-level branch people are, and uh, th- those are very much appreciated. I'm excited for... Uh, in the next couple of weeks and or months of we finally need to push out some trust tree t-shirts and you know things that you can identify i'm part of the trust tree yeah you know be cool a a shirt with the the pocket shirts with like the tree on the pocket yes bring pocket shirts okay what's the pocket t-shirts pocket t-shirts bring them back now i i'm pretty sure because the reason i say that is because that's what all the the landscapers wear they always they all have the pocket squares yes and they have trees so I can do that. With and the, then maybe the a little tree. trust tree pen. We'll get a little to trust put, tree put pen. Put it right in the trust tree pocket. Can it be a tree pen? Oh, man. I mean, uh, it can we're be, going out of the budget. I, no, I think if it's like this, I'm holding up just like this green big pen that's, if if it had like tree decals all over it, I think that's doable. Okay. Instead of like a, a pen shaped like a tree, because that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be pretty tough. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a, there's a endless possibilities there. Yeah. Should it have your face on it, or should it just have the tree and just say the counterpoint? Uh, I don't want people feeling sick when they see my face, so <laughs> we won't we, we won't do that. We'll just have a, we'll have a tree. Yeah, you're not ugly. I mean, Jack's I, a good I looking know, guy. I'm just kidding. Uh, but maybe on the back we'll have something. Yeah. So. But well, not like a Steve-O, Jack Fritz, like, hey, no, dude. No, 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 no. I don't want that at all. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like a douchey thing. Let's let's skip that out. Yeah, we'll we'll start we'll start p- figuring out some things with the with the apparel for the trust tree. Yeah, I think it's good to have an open dialogue with your mailbag. Well, that's what the counterpoint of the mailbags for. And it just will will work everything out as we go along. And I know that there's just there's a I I didn't consider the trust tree feelings. And for that, I apologize. And when you named the, the podcast Go Birds, yes. you clearly disrespected all, yes. all of us we, and the we, base. All, we all got together and we were <laughs> tossing around names. And I said, well, who, you know, that's who can we hurt the most got. while you do this? Yes, Fritzy gets the, 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 the shaft once, <laughs> once again. again. I get shafted. So you yeah. en- you enjoy enjoy Snake City. Uh, I'm going to go through the rest of the My Counterpoint God. podcast. Please make it end. Please make it all end. I appreciate it, Jackie. <laughs> Bye. And let's get to the Counterpoint Mailbag, which you can always email at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. Really fun questions this week, as always. From Juan Gutierrez. Hey, Jack, since you're the expert in manners of the heart, I gotta ask. I met my girlfriend two years ago prior to the 2016 NFL Draft, a.k.a. the Carson Wentz Draft. I don't know if you heard, but we proceeded to win the Super Bowl. She's an amazing girl, even though she doesn't really understand the luster of sports or why I'm such a diseased Eagles fan. I still love her. If the Eagles repeat as Super Bowl champions, it's safe to say I should eventually marry her, marry her as I think it'll be a guarantee of a destiny or a dynasty. Uh, I think it might be catastrophic for the Eagles dynasty if I don't, if we ever end up, if I think it might be catastrophic for the Eagles dynasty if we ever end up, if we never end up together. I guess, all right, so I don't know if it's on me. It's probably me because I, I don't read that well, well, but I think it might be catastrophic for the Eagles dynasty if we don't end up together, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I don't think if you don't marry this chick who now won, I'm just saying in your in the two years you've been dating, the Eagles drafted Carson Wentz and they won the Super Bowl. Like, won. Like, this is it. See, now me, when I started dating Jill, so the Eagle, the Phillies won the Super Bowl. 
Jesus Christ. The Phillies won the World Series in 2008. I started dating Jill in 2009. So 2009, the Phillies losing the World Series. And then in 2010, they lose in the NLCS. 2011, losing the NLDS. 2012, don't make the playoffs. And then they haven't made the playoffs since. I toughed it out because I was getting nervous. I was like, am I going to have to break up with Jill? Because, you know, she's great. But in the whole time we've been dating, none of my teams have ever won. The Eagles eventually got me over the hump, and I was I was I was I was scot free. I was good. I'm like I'm done. I'm good. We're good. We I could finally marry her. Um, but I was definitely on the hot seat. Now you, on the other hand, like it's only gotten it's only been great for you. So Juan, like just think about the things that have happened during during your your dating time, and then lock her up because you can't let that go. If you if you let that go. Like, and you're you're putting the rest of us in jeopardy. So like, come on, come on, Juan, <laughs> take one for the team, buddy. You said she's amazing. So as long as she's amazing, that's all that matters. But come on, Juan, take one for the team. Um, from Brian Colley. Hey Jack, was recently binge listening to the last few Counterpoint podcasts, and I have tips of advice for your upcoming marriage. Uh, first off, congrats. I'm sure the day will be great, and will provide you and your bride with life a lifetime of memories. Man, I'm telling you what, <laughs> like I can read. It's not going well today. It is not going well today at all. Here we go. As someone who has been with their wife since May of 1992, I want you to offer some tips. I want to offer you some tips. Uh, one, most wedding receptions are five hours. 300 minutes time is precious. So at all costs, make sure you spend most of the time with your family. Uh, I'm sure most of your boys will be there for the after party. So take the time during the wedding to hang with your aunts, uncles, cousins, and cousins, in-laws, etc. Then after it, it's all about your bride and your boys. Uh, two, from the start of your marriage, take one night a week to have a date night. Mine has been Tuesdays. Trust me, later in your marriage, the weekly night is invaluable. I'll take that into consideration. I think that's a good idea, Brian. I appreciate this. And listen, I think everyone else appreciates this, Brian, so thank you for that. Uh, three, lastly, for the love of God, do not do the Philly special at your wedding. It's hack and has been done a billion times since February, and you look like every other bandwagon nonsense fan. Be original. Do the strip sack or, or the Ertz TD or lay out... Your best man, a la Malcolm, Malcolm and, and Brandon Cooks. Anything but Philly Philly. No one will say it to you, but your entire reception party will think it's as lame as I do. You're welcome. Anyway, love the counterpoint. Uh, Rob Ellis will still take you art anytime. Yeah, Rob Ellis wouldn't even make contact. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like I'm, I'm not some kind of scrub. <laughs> um, and, and Brian, I, I addressed this early on the podcast. The, the Philly special is dead. Um, it should never be done again in public. You can watch as much as you want, but... Uh, yeah, I, I will. Th- I will think of something. I think laying out, laying out my best man, <laughs> like Malcolm on Brandon Cooks, uh, would be freaking hilarious, and I love it. What if, what if I strip sacked the, uh, when she goes to throw the bouquet, I come around the edge like Brandon Graham and strip sack that shit. I might do that. That could be. That could be a way. And it's like some people are gonna be really confused, and then some people are gonna be like, "Wow, that was genius." I'm all about the confusion. That's what the Counterpoint Podcast is. Uh, from Dan Goshorn. Uh, Jack, I was going back in the catalog of Counterpoint Podcasts, and on episode 10, you mentioned having superstitions during an Eagles game. Last season, I adopted only listening to games on the radio and only wearing the same Eagles shirt. Every game I did those things, they won. Every game I didn't do those things, they lost. My question for you this season, will it be okay to watch the Eagles play on TV again? Um, I love listening to Merrill and Mike's calls on the radio, but at the same time, miss watching the action. So, I'm a big... I'm a big proponent of you, you, you can't have the same spot every year. Like the spot only works for that year. And then once you find that spot, then it's game over. That's how you win. 
Um, yes, you can go back to watching the Eagles on TV, but why don't you download the Eagles app and listen to Merrill Mike and watch them on TV? That seems like a that seems like a fair plan to me. Uh, it's the best of, best of both worlds because I know for a fact we uh, sync it down to where you can pick it up on the stream uh, right as the game's going on. Like that's part of our job here. So we got you, Dan. We got you here, WIP. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's go to Blake Smart. Hi, Jack. I recently found myself in a very weird situation. I was at a party, and one of the hosts was a Jets fan, and he happens to be a good friend of mine. He was saying how he's excited to see Sam Darnold play when some other guy who I had not met started saying how his rookie quarterback was better, Josh Rosen, and that his will be playing in the playoffs this year. Not wanting to pass up the opportunity, one, back up my friend, two, talk shit as a world champion, I said, dude, the Cardinals are ass and definitely aren't making the playoffs. This guy later went off on me and was genuinely very upset that I talk shit on his team without even knowing him or introducing himself. Sounds like a big softy, Blake. Uh, sounds like an embarrassment of a man that is not confident in uh, in his team. I dismissed this as him being soft, but wanted to make sure that there is no code of contact for talking shit, a code of conduct for talking shit on other people's teams. As always, great work and long live the trust tree. Uh, P.S. Under what circumstances can I be unbanned from Eagles games? I was previously banned because every game I've gone to, I've witnessed a QB going down, including Carson Blake. Uh, you're still fucking banned. Like, don't even think you have any chance of going to an Eagles game uh, unless, unless, unless you have a certain amount of time to live. And that is the only scenario where the doctor is giving you an ultimatum saying, hey, you got a year to live. Then we, as a trust tree, will take an 0-16 season if you go to every game. Like, we'll take it. Um, but other than that, you're still very banned. And yeah, you can always talk shit on other teams. We are the Super Bowl champions. Until week one of next year, well, no, until next year's Super Bowl, we are the world champions. Or until the Eagles are, until the Eagles are eliminated next year, which again won't happen. But if they are eliminated, that is when you cannot talk as much shit as when we are world champions. And I listened to Bill Simmons, who was just like all worked up that the Eagles fans are happy, and he's like they're building up a lot of real estate. Uh, for why for for uh, a, a disappointing season because their fans have been very in our face like oh oh poor we lost a Super Bowl and I can't get over it unbelievable Bill Soft um, from Randy Harn uh, hey Jack I just want to follow up with you on my girlfriend who is a Seahawks fan remember remember Randy from from two weeks ago and give me my Twitter which is uh, Randy underscore Harn so it's H A R N E Randy underscore Harn H A R N E so trust tree help out our boy. Uh, so we had our talk, and she's a real fan, but now I'm in a pickle. So I bought her an Eagles shirt for her birthday, and she wore it and was great. But now she asked me if I can wear a Seahawks shirt. She said I can consult you to get a definite answer on whether or not this would affect my status as an Eagles fan. Thanks, Jack O'Birds. Uh, Randy, don't you even fucking think about putting on a Seahawks jersey. Not you are no. And the only time it is permissible to wear another team's shirt is if you lose a bet on a game. Like, if the Eagles play the Seahawks and the Eagles lose to the Seahawks, then, you know, it's fun. Like, Seahawks shirt to work the next day. But, see, Randy, Randy, look at me. Don't put that shirt on. Don't put that shirt on. Unless you lose a bet. Unless you lose a bet. From Steven Kotspolos. Uh, hey, Jack. Glad to hear I got your seal of approval for me to be a disease Eagles fan. I have two quick questions for you. My first question is if it's reasonable for me to have my doubts about Jim Schwartz. After seeing the Super Bowl performance in a few other games last year, he struggles to make adjustments, and it kind of worries me. For my second question, I've seen that Sidney Jones is playing inside right now. 
I really want him on the outside. So my question is, is this temporary or is that where the Eagles see him? Thanks again, Jack and go birds. Uh, Jim Schwartz. I think it's fair. Like I know I don't, I don't feel the same about Jim Schwartz. as I felt about like, you know, Jim Johnson, who's obviously great. Like, I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I don't think he's an elite defensive coordinator. Um, and city Jones playing inside it. I think they, I think, I think they're looking at their allocation of resources and I don't think they think Jalen Mills can play inside. Neither do I. I don't think Darby can play inside. So while Sidney Jones is eventually going to be your outside starting cornerback, I still, I still think that what the Eagles are doing is they're going to put Sidney Jones inside this year and then start the transition of Jalen Mills to safety to, to maybe take over for Malcolm or for McLeod. I think, I think eventually Jalen Mills is going to be a safety. I know it's a candy answer, but I, I just feel that way. And then Sidney Jones will be on the outside. Or Darby has a bad year, but I think it's only temporary and maybe for this entire season because they know how good he is, so they'll just put him inside for now. Uh, from Lonis on Twitter, one of our one of our good buddies here. Uh, who was your favorite all-time Eagles player who got hyped in training camp and amounted to nothing? Uh, that would be Raheem Mostert, who I thought the Eagles would never win a game again if he didn't make the roster. <laughs> I was uh, a big Raheem Mostert guy. I really liked him. Um, from Matt Keel. Another good buddy. At what point we call the doctor who operated on Carson's knee and apologize to him? Yeah, man, I crushed that fucking doctor. Uh, <laughs> you look like a guy that would just go home and pound Bud Lights. But man, like Carson looks—it's crazy because if you ask Doug, Doug's someone asked Doug if 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 you didn't know that Carson once tore his ACL, would you be able to tell? And Doug said no. So shout out to the doc because I crushed you. And I think what everyone's starting to realize here is that when I crush someone, they end up ultimately getting me back. Corey Clement, David Akers, Nick Foles, and a doctor who operated on Carson's knee. So, hey, if you want to if you want to submit someone for me to just absolutely crush, watch, watch. I'm just telling you right now, Josh Sweat's going to have like 10 sacks this year. <laughs> like Everything I hitch my wagon to goes wrong. And uh, so watch out for Josh Sweat this year. Um, and I will look to see who I can crush next. Um, but that's going to do it for the Counterpoint Podcast. Part of the go the GBs the GBs podcast network. We'll go with go. We'll go with GBs until we feel comfortable saying go. Birds. But uh, I will talk to you next Tuesday. I promise.